1: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. It's time for the FedEx Cup playoffs. The first leg, top 70 players remaining in the standings after the Wyndham Championship are going to TPC Southwind to play in the FedEx St. Jude Championship. There is no cut at this event, only 70 players in the field. And there's a lot of money up for grabs. And only the top 50 advanced to the BMW Championship. Only 30 advanced to the Tour Championship. So you're going to need to pile up some good weeks if you're not Near the top of the standings, four times multiplier on FedEx Cup points for the next two weeks as well. So keep that in mind when you're trying to see if your guys are going to advance to the next week, depending on the style of game that you're playing. For DraftKings, it's not going to make that big of a difference because there's no cut. You're going to get your four rounds from all your guys. At least I think there's no cut. Everything I've read says that there's no cut with the reformatting of the FedEx Cup playoffs. But one thing we know the PGA Tour, not great at articulating. What is happening on their tour? They just like to spring things on us and. Make that information very difficult to search out, but from everything I can glean, there's going to be no cut this week. There is a listeners' league this week, however. You can get that link down in the description right now. FantasyNational.com/slash/mayo to get 20% off. I'll be using Fantasy National for my walkthrough this week, and RunTheSims.com/slash/mayo get you 10% off all of the NFL preseason game notes and projected playing time. If you want to play some DraftKings lineups or even bet props for the preseason, plus. Getting a subscription also gets you, well, I mean, depending on which one you can get. You can get the season, you can get the weekly, you can get the monthly. I just recommend getting the season. Gives you the single game generator. You can run 10,000 simulations, custom simulations, in under five seconds. So I would highly recommend you do that. And if you use code Mayo, you do get 10% off. Um, So go do that right now if you're interested at all for the NFL for the upcoming season. A few notes from this tournament. I mean, I kind of went through everything right now. We don't know who the final four or five guys are at the moment because the Wyndham Championship has not yet concluded as I record this. So Justin Thomas could still get in. He could still be on the outside looking in. He's someone who's had success at this course in the past, won this as a WGC. So keep an eye on what's happened at the back end. Obviously, you're going to know that by the time Monday comes around. But this being Sunday, when I'm recording it, I'm not going to have that information. I'll know the top 65-ish. And we'll just, you know, if there's guys, listen, I I haven't pulled up here in front of me. Let's just kind of go and see what's going on with the FedEx Cup standings at the moment. Boom. There we go. You can see like the final five spots right now in real time. It looks like Rye is going to make it. Hostler is going to be on the fringe because he missed the cut at the Wyndham. And then you have like Cam Davis and still needs to play his way. I mean, he was 69th to start the week. So if he just treads water on Sunday, he'll be fine. Vince Norman, JJ Spawn. But then you got guys, I mean, Ben Griffin, I believe he missed the cut. so. It would take, like, Cam Davis or someone falling back out to get to him. Justin Thomas is only two spots out. He's, like, six points behind or something like that. And, you know, uh, that's—let's see. Actually, what is he? He's 17-ish points behind, so he needs to move up a little bit on the leaderboard. And all of a sudden, he's in. Davis Thompson's trying to make a run. That's basically it for everyone. And, like, if all of a sudden Billy Horschel is not winning anymore or— You know, Lucas Glover and Billy Horschel at the moment, as I'm recording this, are getting first place points. Both of them can't get first place points. So if it's not Horschel, I believe that he is out of the FedEx Cup playoff. So just different things to monitor. So those guys could be in, they could be out, but we're not too concerned about those guys at the moment moving through. What we want to talk about a little bit is the course. TPC Southwind is the venue. For this event, as it has been at the St. Jude over time, Uh, it's a par 70 championship Bermuda grass greens, Zoysia grass fairways. You don't see much of that around, but everything has now been replaced with Zoysia grass. So it's a bit spongy, so you're going to have some nice lies if you're in the fairway. Only 25 yards wide for the fairways, but there's water and bunkers everywhere. That's what we're looking at this week when it really comes down to it. We're thinking about keep yourself dry, keep yourself out of the sand, because this really is a, I mean, when we think about strokes gained approach, it being sort of the key to every single tournament, this one in particular kind of stands out above all else, else. and we go back and look at the stats, and see everything that's happening over the 7,243 yards as a par 70 that we're seeing with Southwind. Don't avoid the huge numbers, because there's huge numbers to be had. When we jump over and take a look at the scorecard, you're going to see that there's a few of the holes that actually have a bogey, or double, or or worse percentage of like 5% plus. That's all water related. So you got to keep yourself dry. That's step one. Hit your approaches close. Step two, then figure out the rest from there. Just don't make any really horrible decisions. We've seen some bad putters win at this tournament as well over the years. Uh, There's 11 holes with water on them. As I mentioned, 75 bunkers scattered throughout the course. So again, just kind of keep that in mind. And we'll do that in terms of the modeling. Of what we're looking for this week. This show is most definitely not going to be as long as the other ones that we've been doing. Because we're really going to focus on making the bets, making the picks. And when you only have 70 players, we've been doing the show all season long. There's only so much I can tell you about what we're trying to project out. Especially when you have most of the world's best players in a condensed field with no cut. Don't really know what we're going to get at here. The greens are really small. 4,300 square feet. So... You're going to miss a lot of green. So, if you know your green regulation rate can be very high, it's just going to save you a lot of problems when it comes to chipping or long putting. But just by and large, you'll see that that number is a lot lower than you would normally think that it would be. Uh, just you know, because it all has to do with the size of the green. So, where you could be 75 feet away from a hole on and on the green at you know, help LA Country Club or something like that, you're just not going to be on the green at this point in time for this tournament. So, We can take a look back at what happened last year on the first leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Reminder, too, that this was... A WGC for the two years previous before it switched over to the FedEx St. Jude Championship. It was the WGC St. Jude Championship. It's you know basically the same conceit. It just wasn't the first leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Zala won a year ago. We'll take a look at the course as well. Let's sort by rank here. Yeah, you can see these double or worse. Actually, there's only two holes. Three holes, sorry. 12-18, which is the... Yeah, the third and fourth and sixth hardest holes on the course of 12, 18, and 14. 14's a par three, I have a double or worse rate of over five percent. Twelve coming in, clocking in at a at a hefty seven percent. But the two hardest holes on the course, number five and number seventeen, bogey percentage of twenty-seven percent, bogey percentage of twenty-four percent, you know, and very minimal birdie percentage on those holes 7.6 10.1 when we think about where we want to go you see a lot of these are par fours between 400 that are over 450 yards you got one two three four five six amongst the nine hardest holes on the course So you better believe we're going to be putting that into the modeling uh, and try to find the players that at least tread water on those holes. It may be some bogey avoidance stats to go in it as well. If we shrink down to the top five finishers over the years and get a sense of what they do well, it's approach, you know, over the course of the tournament, the average of the top five is five strokes gained on approach 1.25, a stroke and a quarter per tournament, uh, not even a stroke on the greens. And mainly when you take a look at it, ball striking does vastly outweigh short game. There are very few, Courses on the PGA Tour where you see, I mean, the disparity isn't that large, but you're gaining 1.75 strokes between driving and approach and only 1.25 between chipping and putting so and that's amongst the top five finishers so you can really see the better ball strikers really come to the top in this tournament it's pretty flat across par threes par fours and par fives as it pertains to where you want to gain your strokes and as i showed you there's six holes i mean six of the seven over 450 yards are six of the nine hardest holes on the course so you're going to want to be good from that range which means you're going to want to be good from 150 to 200 you can see The 150 to 175 bucket at Southwind is 26%. The PGA Tour average is 20%. Whereas 175 to 200, the average on tour is 17.5%, where this week it's 22%. You just don't see as many 200-yard-plus approaches this week. There's only two par fives and only one par three over 200 yards. And even on one of those par fives, it has an eagle rate of like 3.5%. With a bomb drive, you can get inside 200 yards on your approach shot. So the longer iron's less important this week, which is why we've seen... Different types of players, like we've seen Revie do well here, we've seen John Rahm do well here, Brooks Kepka do well here, Lucas Glover and Brian Harman's real hodgepodge of who has their overall game and especially their irons and potentially a hot putter rolling at that time. As I mentioned, driving accuracy a little bit down, fifty-six percent versus sixty-two percent at tour average, but the green regulation rate just below sixty percent. The average on tour, 66%. Again, that's because of the small greens. Scrambling, quite easy. Very few three putts. Again, a product of the smaller greens. Driving distance, higher than normal, just marginally by three yards. And because of the small greens, you're going to have an average green and regulation proximity to the hole much lower than you would at other tournaments.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Take a look back at last year. I think we all remember. I mean, most of us did bet Will Zalatoris, so that was good news. He won at minus 15 over Seb Straka. In a playoff, the Glove and Brian Harmon were T3. They needed like eight guys tied for fifth. Scott, Finau, Putnam, Matt Fitzpatrick, John Rahm, Colin Morikawa, Trey Mullenix was up there. We were riding some form with Trey. Trey Day. Happy Trey Day. And it was going to be a happy trade Day. He had a terrible chip on the par five and just kind of blew it. I really needed that solo top five on his each way because I think he was like 175 to one. He was kind of in the mix for a little while, too, but just could not come through. And then that each way just got split down so, so horribly. Taking a look at the strokes gained this week and the distribution of where we've seen those, uh, you see Will Zalatoris did it the way that I talked about earlier. Ball striking, ball striking, ball striking. 7.7 strokes on approach, almost two off the tee. Gained two and a half on the greens, that's great. And put just broke even around the greens, and we'll see a lot of that. In that context, once we look back throughout the years, Scott was not able to gain strokes on approach, but more than made up for it, gaining almost nine strokes with his short game. Uh, Probably not repeatable. Same as Putnam. Putnam did come second here to Dustin Johnson. I believe it was 2017? Might have been 2019. Back before it was a WGC. Uh, Dustin won by a whole bunch, but he had the walk-off on the 72nd hole. Eagle from the middle of the fairway. Water for DJ Walked off. Live guys, the guys who went to live have actually played really well at this event over the years. You see Matt Fitzpatrick, John Rahm, and Colin Morikawa all finished T5 as well. Rahm did not gain any strokes putting that week. So he was right around break even, did great driving, a little less on approach, decent chipping, but just couldn't gain enough strokes putting to really come through. You can see Thigala had a terrible approach week. We'll see how he's going too. Lee Hodges actually played well at this tournament last year too. Other than that, we just scroll down to the bottom. We had a couple missed cuts down here, but who else? Like Bezadenhout made the cut, Fowler made the cut, but didn't perform all that well. Svensson ended up making the cut. Lowry's not even going to make the FedEx Cup playoffs at this point. So I guess we don't even really need to worry about him. One weird thing because of implementation and nomenclature this year uh, because it switched from a WGC to a FedEx Cup playoff event, that when we kind of go through and take a look at everything. Uh, it's going to be a little bit janky. You'll want to go back to uh, the 2021, and then we'll be on St. Jude because you're going to get mixed with like the Northern Trust and stuff like that, just because when the PGA gives us its feed, it just, because, you know, when they have that bad habit of saying, oh, here's the tournament record, but it was like not at the same course because of the playoffs are structured like that. It's just wonky when it comes down to it. So it's no longer called the Northern Trust, but you're going to get Northern Trust stats. If you look back at it, if we want to go to the f- field history, go to WGC, St. Jude, uh, and that should help us out a little bit. We see in 2021, that was an Abraham answer win in a three-man playoff with Hideki Matsuyama and Sam Burns. Harris English just missed the playoff that year. Then a bunch of live guys. Then you had Rory, Spieth, Scheffler. I mean, Scheffler's has just pulled his classic Scheffler stuff at this course over the years where, you know, he's going to gain... A bunch of strokes to, to green, then lose them all on the greens. See Justin Thomas, won here in 2020. So we can take a look at a few of those ones. Uh, as it was a World Golf Championship, you see answers kind of gained across the board. No one inside the top five, except for Cameron Smith, classic Cameron Smith stuff here, where he loses strokes on approach and gains almost 10 with his short game. But everyone else who finished inside the top five, Berger, R.I.P., Paul Casey, English, Matsuyama, Burns, and Answer all gained at least 4.1 strokes on approach. Uh, and you know Burns lost off the tee, Casey lost off the tee, but everyone else was gaining in that regard. And most of them except for Matsuyama. I mean, Hideki should have won. He just lost strokes putting that week. Uh, I mean, if McElroy wasn't so bad on and around the greens, he wins this tournament. I mean, Hideki was... 13.2 strokes gained T to green. Rory was 9.6 strokes T to green and lost almost three in one component when it comes to chipping. Six off the tee, six and a half on approach. It's a very good ball striking week for Rory McIlroy uh, when we go back and zoom around to it. But you can see Cam Smith, Zal, Zal is just injured. Bryson, Poulter, Dustin, all live guys. Now, Bobby Mack actually played well at that WGC, but we're not even going to be seeing him anymore Louis wolf neiman nah all players who went to live uh this is kind of like the live open uh, funnily enough when we take a look at it let's try to take a look at 2020 and see what happened that year this was the justin thomas year tom lewis finished inside the top two but you can see brooks and thomas i remember because i bet brooks this week uh he lost 2.7 strokes putting lost by a stroke to justin thomas justin thomas lost two strokes putting and won the tournament. Shez Revy lost almost five. Also bet him that week. Gained 12.2 T to green. But lost five on the greens to come T6. Then a bunch of live guys. Kepka, Phil, Louie. are all mixed in there. Uh, ben Ann might be actually someone to pay attention to. We just know his T to green has been so good over the past whatever it might be at this point. We know that he's still... He's getting better on the greens, but he's not great on the greens. Fowler, too, has had some decent run at this tournament in terms of finishes, but we've never really seen it pop for him in terms of T-degree, and that's really where I'd want to be focusing on this week. Uh, When Brooks won... He gained almost 10 strokes butting the year that he won. He's kind of ran away with it. Uh, Webb, Leishman, another live guy. Rory, Fleetwood, Fitzpatrick, Rom, Poulter, Bubba Watson, Horschel. Horschel will be really interesting. He played this tournament really well back before it was a WGC or a playoff event. And if he can get himself into the playoffs, it probably means he's coming in and riding a win. We know that when Horschel catches fire, he catches fire a lot of fire, hot fire and continues on his way Aaron Rye he would uh, I mean if it's gonna be a course where the ball stream I mean, obviously flamed out at the Wyndham so no one's gonna want him anymore I think he's gonna be like 66 or 65th in the FedEx Cup standing so he should be in I think he's gonna like a stroke putting and just do his regular thing he should be good at this tournament you see a lot of speeth just kind of you know lingering around Louis kind of lingered around throughout the years. Putnam's had some good runs here, so maybe Putnam is someone to put back on your radar. You would think that if answer played well here, and some of it was due to putting, that Connors should play well here, because I would just have those two linked in my mind a lot of the time. Let's get to the modeling, though, and see what we can drum up here. At the past 24 rounds selected, let's go to the custom stat model and see if we can find St. Jude. St. Jude quality. Well, Gotta like that. So here's what I've done in the past. Ball striking, 20%. And keep hammering down on ball striking, meaning approach is 15. Off the tee is 10. Greens and regulations gained 10%. Putting, 10%. Par fours overall, 15%. What's... Move that down to 10% and put the key par four range up to 10% from 5%. 450 to 500 opportunities gained. So those birdie makers, you got to make birdies. It's not like, you know, the the winning score is like minus 15. It's been minus 19, minus 12 in the past. Got to make your birdies. So opportunities gained 5%. Then we'll double back down on driving with driving distance gained and fairways gained at both 5%. Don't want to be in that water is what I'm telling you right now. Don't want to be making those big numbers because all of a sudden you will not be advancing to the BMW Championship. My rank over the past 24 rounds, how many do we go down to with this? We have 80 right now on Fantasy National. Obviously, that will get updated on Monday once we actually know the standings. But Moose was good enough to put some extra guys in there who are on the periphery uh, where everyone is going. See, even Justin Thomas is in there right now. Good for him. Xander is the best player in the field by these metrics over Rory, Cantley, Scheffler, and Windy C. Then you got Hatton, Hovland, Tommy, Alex Smalley, and Ricky Fowler round out the top 10. Now, obviously, there's no strokes gained from the Open Championship, so Rom gets hurt a little bit, but he still comes in at 11th. Connor, Sadecki, Morikawa, and Vince Norman, should he be able to get in? We can take a look at Rom over time. We can take a look at the WGC. At the St. Jude, he came 52nd in 2020. He was 7th in 2019. If we just go to St. Jude, you can see that last year he was 5th despite losing 0.1 of a stroke on the greens it was great to the green so it might just be a time for rom to get it all back together if rom can win one of these playoff events he's gonna win I mean, he's probably the front runner to win player of the year anyway but he can really i mean a win at the masters a second at the open championship and four wins overall is probably good enough unless scheffler can go out or clark can go out and get themselves a win here i think it is just is John Roms to lose although he hasn't really done much outside of this runner-up at the Open Championship basically since the Masters he's you know he has a runner-up in Mexico who cares about that but it's it's been kind of strange with him going down the list like the worst the quote-unquote worst players that we see Connors is still even up there I feel like Connors hasn't done anything since the PGA Championship when he kind of gagged it away I guess he was ninth at the Travelers. 20th in canada and he came 12th at the pga championship but he was actually in the mix to win it that day until he completely melted down he just has not been playing a lot of golf although the approach play has been pretty good he was even pretty good at the u.s open so let's see never really had a good you cannot figure out these greens to save his life has never gained strokes putting we'll see how we did last year In the playoffs, St. Jude, he actually did gain strokes last year and gained a bunch off the tee. That was his best finish was last year when he came T28. So not a ton to write home about when it comes to Corey Connors. Uh, Rose is still up there. Rye and Henley. So we saw that Rye popped up a few times. We'll take a look at Denny McCarthy. We saw that Lee Hodges actually had a pretty decent one. This feels like a course where Keegan should be really good overall. Very accurate off the tee. You know, he can get so hot with his approaches. I mean, the putting has been excellent for him. So we'll see WGC St. Jude over the years. 52nd, 61st, lost over seven strokes on, a appro- on. Uh, sorry, six on approach and seven putting. It's a bad week for old Keegs La- or in the past. Last year, he missed the cut at this event, lost three and a half. So maybe he just doesn't have these greens figured out whatsoever. But ball striking wise, he should very much be in the mix at this tournament. So St. Jude. Lee Hodges was 13th last year. Couldn't gain a stroke on the greens. I doubt he ever played in the W. He never played in a WGC. So we don't really need to worry about him. Denny screwed everyone at the Wyndham Championship and was 20th at this tournament last year. We can keep up his, I mean, that was all chipping and putting like it normally is with Denny. But I can see him being relatively unpopular this week, mainly because he screwed everyone last week. We'll see. It's going to be price point dependent for him. Um let's see, was he ever in a WGC? No. Jude. In the the St. Jude Classic, he was 18th in 2018, where he gained five on there. So in two appearances at this tournament, he's averaging over four strokes putting, uh, so over a stroke per round on the greens in each of his each over his eight rounds on approach. He actually did pretty well against a much weaker field in 2018, mind you, but was able to get it on the go a little bit. Take a look at Henley and take a look at his St. Jude stuff. Missed the cut last year, was 7th in 2016. So not really anything, any great shakes for him. Didn't play it as a WGC. Aaron Rye, we did see him play it as a WGC. He was. He played it twice as a WGC. Came 26th and came 12th. I don't believe he qualified. He did qualify for the playoffs last year. Came 51st. Mediocre across the board. Couldn't chip to save his life. But theoretically the way that he plays, should come out. And like Denny, kind of screwed a lot of people at the Wyndham who put a lot of faith in him. So that's just something that we can take a look at. of Guys who are lower down but rate out really well over the past 24 rounds. We'll see Tom Kim back in action. He skipped the Wyndham. He will be playing this week. Grio is someone that, on paper, this should really suit, I think. I mean, he did have... The sixth at the Open, that was great. He was tenth uh, the week after that in Minnesota. So he's either been great or missing the cuts at places. We'll see a St. Jude record: thirty-first last year and sixty-sixth in 2018 as a WGC. Terrible approach numbers, but great putting numbers. But as you can see, by and large, when he gets it going, you're going to have those great approach numbers that we can get through. So GRIO, we can kind of put on the back burner as well. Uh, we'll take a look at Morikawa too. Like. This, like a lot of courses over the past two years that should have suited Morikawa. This one, where putting just, you can lean back a little bit. Although, as you can see outside of the open, the putter's actually been I mean, good for Morikawa recently. Uh, and the ball striking is coming back. Just, he can ball strike the shit out of the ball. That's what we're looking for. So he's basically pre imp- off the tee has been great approach has been great great one year good one year and you know mediocre field average the other year but he has a 20th 26th and 5th has gained on the green two of the three years Good to see. It'd be a nice spot for him to get right. Uh, We were all kind of back on him at the open. I didn't bet him, but played him on DraftKings, and he absolutely screwed me. But the second at the Rocket Mortgage was nice to see, uh, especially if he's gaining strokes putting. Maybe the open just wasn't for him at this venue, although some of us thought that it would be. Uh, This would be a get-right spot for him, especially if he does have his accuracy dialed back in with his driver. Then he's just going to avoid a lot of those landmines that pop up. Let's shrink the size down, sample size that is, the past 12 rounds, when we look at this model and see if there's anything that sticks out in particular. Rory Scheffler, Fowler, Smalley, Vince, Norman become the top five over the past 12 rounds. Morikawa boosts up to sixth. Cantley, Hatton, Fleetwood, Victor inside the top 10. It might just be a Morikawa Victor week for me here and see if those guys can get it rolling. Take a look at Vic's stats. Harmon uh, comes in number 11 once we get past that. But how have we been doing with Vic? just been kind of mediocre i mean good obviously a 13th at the open is nothing to sneeze at neither is a top 25 at the scottish but for a while he was just kind of running train through the very top of leaderboards and being in contention every single week we just haven't seen that as often from Vic. and we think about fairways gain morikawa and fleetwood are second and ninth then you have henley denny and Jordan Spieth, out of all people, Uh, those are the guys inside the top 10 from the very top. And Harmon as well, who rates out 12th in that number. But just outside names that you see up there, Jaeger is up there inside the top 15 overall. Hideki remains inside the top 15. Henley, Denny, Keegan Bradley. Keith Mitchell all of a sudden is there. Okay, that's interesting Does he? Cam Davis is up there as well. And it looks like he may sneak in to the FedEx Cup playoffs just by the... Just by the skin of his teeth on this one. Brandon Wu and Lee Hodges will be up there. Justin Rose, although he's been very disappointing as of late. Doesn't seem like Higo is going to play himself in, although it does seem like he's actually going to pretty – Good spot at this tournament when we think back to the last 12 rounds or so. The 400 to 50 yard coming in. Xander's the best. Hatton's up there. Keith Mitchell and Smalley, both again with Lee Hodges and JT Post. And Hodges better in the longer term than the shorter term, but obviously he just won an event. So it's looking pretty good for him. Sam Stevens up there as well uh, in terms of the 450 to 500 yard, what we're looking at. In terms of overall strokes gained off the tee. You can see Rory and Scheffler are up there, but they're both outside the top 60 of a field of 70 players in terms of fairways gained. So that's not great. Hovland, Higo, and Norman are all inside the top 30 in accuracy, as are Siwoo, Spieth, and Fleetwood. They're inside the top 10, each of those three in terms of accuracy, and that's where they're doing most of their damage off the tee. You can see Spieth in particular, top 30, and Fleetwood top 30 in terms of driving distance top 10 in terms of fairways other than that you have like Hatton who's up there in driving distance uh, same as Keith Mitchell up there in driving distance around field average in terms of fairways and then Spawn, great at fairways less good at driving distance I feel like he was up there last year too coming down the stretch maybe I just have him mixed up with Seb Straka I feel like something very bad happened to him in the final round or Saturday. I think he was the 36 hole leader last year. What the hell happened to Spawn last year? Oh, yeah, 78 in the final round. We'll uh, kind of cook you. That's how he came T42. But he had been up there. How has Spawn played this course over the years? And, like, what the hell is he doing coming in? He's just been kind of out of sight, out of mind for me. Nothing, no top 20s since the century, where he came fifth last year. And that's what kind of what he's riding in, if he's in at all. But the ball striking's been really good overall the putting has been an abject failure and he's played tpc southwind once and it was last year and had three excellent rounds was one in the final groups and then pissed it all away in the final round by shooting eight over and finishing outside the top 40 but you know that's kind of masking three really good rounds that he had i have no idea if he is in or not where's spawn currently at Spawn is now 70th in the FedEx Cup standing. So, something to keep in mind and monitor if he can get himself in. Spawn might not be the worst of plays this week. So, that's going to do it for the preview for TPC Southwind. Not as long as normal. We just don't have the same amount of players. And we've been spending all season long talking about the guys at the very top. I don't need to tell you that John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler and Rory are great players. They might fit well with this course. Yeah, no shit, Pat. Thanks for telling us. But what you can do is put some of this advice, or maybe the anti-advice, of this show into practice in the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League. Link is available right now, 2,500 spots. I assume it's going to fill quickly, it being likely the last one of the year so. Go get those spots. The NFL Week 1 Listeners League is available right now, too. If you want to start making lines for that, head on over to runthesims.com slash mayo, code mayo if you just want to go run the Sims Uh, for the DFS product and the betting product uh, it's just a simulator Uh, it will run projections for you it will run custom projections and custom simulations for you Uh, I highly recommend it I think it's a fantastic tool I had my best year ever I ended up like 20 G's in NFL last year it was fucking fantastic and I'm gonna need to do that again well I don't need to do that again in order to make up for all my PGA losses but you know if I can win like five grand on NFL PGA their NFL DFS this year on DraftKings then I'll be up for the year which will be really nice because it has not been a great year some decent scores in pga but a lot of losing uh, but that's kind of the case for everyone when it comes to pga it's a big crap shoot and if you don't have one of those big big scores it's really hard to turn your entire season around and hey maybe i'll win the listeners league for st jude who knows uh that's just something to look at but overall i would just say take your ball strikers hope to get lucky with putting and boom we'll be on our way thank you all for watching i'm pat mayo i'll see you next time
0: I haven't no experience! Experience!